Look on the bright side. Think positively. Why are you always so negative? Statements like these are very recognizable as I have heard them time and time again. In simple situations, I often have to tell myself, and I'm even told by others or asked by others why I am being so negative. And I think I have found myself let down in my past, whether that is from family, such as parents or parental figures, or maybe something as simple as just something not going according to plan. I find it easier to assume the worst in situations so as to avoid disappointment or repeating feelings of being let down once again. I believe this is a form of a uh, kind of a mental defense mechanism. Welcome back to Compass Podcasts, and this is why I always assume the worst. Now, one point um, of argumentation you may hear um, debated is the question of good and evil, as in, do you believe people are inherently good or inherently bad. Now, obviously, this is a huge point of contention, especially among many religious circles. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say I believe humans are um, one way or the other as an inherently um, bad or good, but that we make choices and these choices define us in both a bad or a good way. But again, I have a tendency to always assume the worst, even when it comes to people I may or may not associate with. Assuming the worst, even in situations that are most likely harmless, can be defined as a form of catastrophizing. Now, what is catastrophizing? According to psychcentral.com, catastrophizing can be defined as irrational thought a lot of us have in believing that something is far worse than it actually is. Catastrophizing can generally take on two different forms. One, making a catastrophe out of a um, current situation and and imagining making a catastrophe out of a future situation. I um, believe that I fall under the second form of catastrophizing. The second kind of catastrophizing is closely linked to the first, but it is more mental and more future-oriented, as just stated. This kind of catastrophizing occurs when we look to the future and anticipate all the things that are going to go wrong. We then create a reality around those thoughts. Uh, For example, it is bound to all go wrong for me. Because we believe something will go wrong, we make it go wrong. And in this article um, from Psych Central, they also go on to say, Falling prey to catastrophizing is like uh, striking out in your mind before you even go to the plate. Both of these types of catastrophizing limit your opportunities in life, work, relationships, and more. It can affect our entire outlook in life and creates a self-fulfilling prophecy of failure, disappointment, and underachievement. Now, this also begs the question then, why do I catastrophize? There... Now, catastrophizing is a type of cognitive distortion which acts as a defense mechanism because... I am used to having to protect myself. 
um, that even harmless situations are often interpreted as potentially dangerous. Now, catastrophic fantasies cause a useless suffering in our minds, even if there is a slight piece of truth to that uh, catastrophic thought or not. Um, it is harmful and it ends up causing suffering on our part. Um, I have issues with trust. Broken trust of a parent as, you know, at a, you know, at a young age of child, having a parent break that trust that is supposed to be built up, um, that can, that's a huge point of contention for me uh, with, you know, that past abuse and primary link to why I believe I catastrophize. So I build up a wall in defense to help prevent uh, or spare myself pain. So in what way specifically have I catastrophized then? When, back when I was still visiting my birth father in prison, they were very set, both my parents were very set in their belief that they would eventually or soon be out and that they would be free to reunite with us in the real world, as it were. For them, this was a great uh, thought. It was something, you know, uh, to boost their morale, I guess. Something for them to look forward to. Something to help them get through the day. Now, I knew and I was told by many people, you know, my guardians included, that their appeal shouldn't go through and that they almost definitely would not be going anywhere beyond prison for a long time. Yet with all this assurance from everyone around me, it did not stop me from imagining them coming f- coming home for me in, you know, sometime in the near future where I would once again be trapped with them and all my plans I had in place at the time uh, because my parents would be coming for me would go down the drain. Now, was this a complete irrational thought? I would say no. It definitely had its possibilities, yes, but as I just stated earlier, it it brought me unnecessary suffering um, even with that small, you know, grain of truth, that small little possibility, that the small piece that my parents were holding on to, that yes, we might get out eventually, um, just biting on that a little bit was causing me unnecessary suffering because I was stressing about the future and believing that if that did go through, it would derail my entire life, or at least how I pictured it. So it doesn't matter if there is a grain of truth to uh, the beliefs that I am conjuring up in my mind one way or another. It It is more healthy to look at the bigger picture and um, not stress about the future um, because that stress causes further anxiety and just builds on my uh, catastrophic thoughts. It causes me to catastrophize on top of catastrophize on, on top of catastrophize. Now, when it comes to catastrophizing, a lot of people, especially in the psychology world, do 
uh, they break down a bunch of different ways how you can cope with catastrophizing and kind of move on from that. And now, as I've said in previous podcasts on all the other topics that I have covered, uh, you know, such as porn or um, self-hate, I am definitely doing better, but... I always have room for uh, self-improvement. I am never at a point where, yes, I'm perfectly fine and I don't need to work on it. I feel like I always have something to work on and improve on, especially when it comes to, you know, myself and my mental health. Um, So, yes, I am doing better, but there are some steps that can be implemented and put in place. Um, According to Psychology Today, they lay out uh, kind of just a simple three-step process that you can try and focus on when you come to moments where you are catastrophizing. Now, I've read through other articles where they say, yeah, you can do, if you're you're struggling with catastrophizing, you can do um, things like writing out, um, whether that is on a notepad or, you know, in a phone app or talking to someone directly, you can write out those specific moments where, where I start to stress and I start to catastrophize and I can write those out and say, um, they say it's better worded as a question. So you can say, I am worried that I might lose my job. And then why am I feeling this way? And you write it out and it helps you kind of work through that. And after, you've been doing this for a week or two, you start to lay out a pattern for yourself and realize the moments of stress when you start to catastrophize. (laughs) Um, But in the Psychology Today article, they say in their three-step process that they lay out very uh, simply, which I will be sharing this article over my Twitter, it says, um, step one, it is not happening now. Yes, it is certainly possible that a catastrophe could occur, just like how in regards to my parents, you know, me being worried that they might get out of prison and insert themselves back into my life. Was it a possibility? A very slim possibility, yes, but it was a possibility nonetheless. But it was not happening now. This phrase may help you see that, at least at this moment, you are safe. Now, moving on to two, whatever happens... I can cope. This statement reminds you of your own inner resources and gives you the determination to meet the challenges of life. This concept actually comes from the cognitive behavioral therapy tradition. And going on to number three, I am causing my own suffering. Could I stop? Again, there with a question as they believe that rating as a question is more fulfilling or more more motivational, as it were, than simply making the statement as, I will stop. You ask yourself, and it leaves room for self-improvement. Now, I am causing my own suffering, could I stop? The first part of this statement has its origins in Buddhism's Four Noble Truths. I sometimes find myself saying it with amazement. I am causing my own suffering. Again, the question, could I stop, comes from motivational studies suggesting that asking yourself a question tends to be more motivating than simply saying, I will. Or the judgmental, stop causing your own suffering, which only creates more suffering as a result. 
Asking, could I stop, helps you to see that you have a choice. Of course, if there truly is a catastrophe headed your way, divorce, a death in the family, or natural disaster, the best thing to ask yourself is, how could I best prepare for this event? Planning your action steps relieves your anxiety. And then this article goes on to say, if you are causing your own suffering with what ifs, acknowledge those thoughts, tell yourself one of the comforting phrases above, and then move on. When you find your own thoughts returning to your favorite catastrophic fantasies, don't get discouraged. Changing mental habits is hard, and relapses are part of the process. Now, I really like how in step three, it says you want to ask yourself the question, how could I best prepare for this event? Um, Because I feel like so often, even when it comes to small moments of stress or anxiety, when you start to worry about, oh, what will I do in this situation? Or, you know, you start to throw yourself into little fits of panic. Like, this is happening and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It helps you to take a step back and kind of implement a strategy as it were it takes you to just kind of take a breather and pause and realize and also mentally prepare yourself know that you actually do have um you have a hand in your future it's not just it's not out of your control you um have the ability to still make your own decisions and um plan your own steps and move on with your own life in the way that you would like to. And then when it moves on to, if you were causing your own suffering with what ifs, acknowledge those thoughts, tell yourself one of the comforting phrases above, and then move on. Uh, That sounds really simple breaking it down like that, but it really does have a lot of uh, weight to it. If If you are causing your own suffering with what ifs, you're only causing yourself way more anxiety. You need to acknowledge those thoughts, face them head on, and then move on from those. And it's way too easy, especially for myself, to get caught up in what ifs, you know, um, worrying about family and worrying about friends and stuff like that. Like, what if this happens? Like, when it comes to my parents, what if their appeal goes through? Um, What if they get out of prison? What then? What's going to happen? It's taken me a long time to actually kind of be able to acknowledge those thoughts, those fears that I have in regards to that, and, and, and realize that it, while it is a possibility, they are still in prison, they've appealed multiple times already, and it still hasn't gone through. So at this point, what if, asking myself, what if they get out of prison is just causing me more stress, because they have already gone through the appeal, they have, or they have already submitted the appeal multiple times and it still hasn't gone anywhere or at least gotten them very far. So instead of worrying about the future, I need to focus on where I am now and realize that whatever happens, as this article says, that whatever happens, I can cope. Just, you know, re- reminding myself of my own uh, inner insources of my own inner resources, uh, giving me the determination, 
um, to meet, you know, my present challenges, to meet myself where I'm at right now, and to help myself move forward one step at a time. And coping with catastrophizing, if you've ever dealt with it, too, um, please take a look at my Twitter, where I will be uploading these articles there. If you're looking for any further reading materials, I also did with last week's podcast as well, which if you haven't caught that one, please go on to my Twitter and follow the link and go ahead and listen to my hate. It's only about 17 minutes. It won't take you very long to get through. And um, I will be also sharing this podcast to my Twitter as well. If you would like to listen to it there or on Spotify, you can follow me there as well. Um, This is all I have for you today, and I will see you next week.